Well, good morning, everybody. Yeah, that's great. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, this is a this is a great morning. It's also a hard morning because our pastor Beth is not here with us. Uh, as most of y'all know, and for those who don't know me, I'm George Ling. I'm one of the elders here, and uh, I, I just yeah, you know, I, I just want to tell y'all this is going to be a little bit different service because we are committed to praying for one another and our pastors in a battle and we've had so many people in a battle in this little body it's it's amazing that as soon as we turned a spiritual corner and the atmosphere in this place kind of shifted and changed attacks started coming I mean we have families who have to deal with sudden loss just um, amazingly sudden deaths have occurred we have like three people suffering right now through loss three we have people that have been in and out of hospitals we have a friend who has had cancer for more than a decade and he's he's uh, mostly wheelchair bound now and cancer has really ravished his spine and you know he's dealing with a lot of pain and a, and a real shift in his in his life and the life of his family at a time where he should be enjoying retirement he's been enjoying doctors and surgeries and pain and this you know it breaks it breaks my heart we have a pastor who supposedly had a routine surgery and continues to be in and out of care so th this is a, a really difficult time for such a small body and we just have to keep in mind that there is a power above this all right we can't look at the storm and let the storm dictate our life we have to look at who's in the boat with us right we cannot fear the storm but the enemy loves to take a little church like this and sh try to shake it but let me tell you this we are on a firm foundation and we cannot be shaken because we are under the blood of the Lamb who has overcome all things for us. So let's just, just pray for a second to just get started and we'll do some more prayer as we go along. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for all those that are here in our presence. And Father, we thank you for all our friends that are uh, with us online. Thank you, Stephen Segbola, for being online with us this morning. I know you're very faithful to, to be here online with us uh, many, many Sundays. And so thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in this place. And we ask, Holy Spirit, to just come and move in power. We know you're here. So we just ask, move in power today, Father, as we're dealing with so many things in our lives and in the life of this church. And Lord, we just want to say we, we value the love, the grace, and the mercy that you pour out over us, and we ask for more. We ask for more of your presence. We ask for more of your power. We ask for more of your spirit in us that we can, Lord, through your life and love and death and resurrection, overcome the things that are challenging us today. So, Father, we just give this morning to you, and we say thank you for all that you're going to do in advance of you doing them. That is the depth of our faith. You will do these things. So, Lord, amen. All right, so this isn't really an empowered thing, but I didn't, you know, since I was a uh, 
batter called to service, you know, from the from the from the on deck circle, pinch hitting, if you will, with a full count, and uh, bases loaded, and we're down by by three runs. I didn't change the slide because I didn't really have time. So, but it kind of fits in with empowered because we're going to talk today about prayer. And one of the beautiful things about the vineyard is that we have some tenets that we strongly believe in. And I shared some of these a little while, a while back in my last sermon, but we believe in the inbreaking of the power of God. We believe in the work of the Spirit here on earth in our midst. We believe in the power of prayer. And we believe in praying for one another. You know, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, Jesus teaches the disciples to pray. And he teaches them to pray in this manner. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's very important that in this prayer, Jesus teaches his disciples to pray for heaven to come down. Now, through Jesus, heaven had come. He poked a hole through the veil, right? He made a way. And that path now works both ways. That heaven can come down and we can raise up. We can raise our eyes towards him. We can lift our voices to God and he hears us. We can put our, our prayers on the altar of his grace and mercy and he hears them. And we are thankful for that. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, Paul teaches us this. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have, to, we have to keep in mind and be mindful. We live in a fallen world, so fallen world stuff happens, right? Not everything is an enemy trying to get us. But there are stuff that, you know, happen here because we're still in a fallen world. And the kingdom has not yet come and manifest itself in perfection, right? So sicknesses happen. Surgeries that don't go well happen. Cancers occur. Lives get taken sooner than we expected. Distress happens. But we are so thankful that we have a loving God who, who 
empathizes with us in our distress. And he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he says, take up my yoke, because my yoke is easy and it's light. But we have to also be mindful that not only are we walking in a fallen world, but there is an enemy in this world who would love to do nothing more than to take the church down. He comes to counterfeit everything that God has done in such a way that he can even present himself as an angel of light. And who's our light? But Jesus. So he can come and try to manifest lies and and, and change things in such a way that, that it becomes a manipulation of all that is good. And we see that in our world. Our world manipulates the things of good and makes it, takes it for themselves and, and makes it look like a good thing on their behalf. But there's so much stuff in this world that's not right. It's not falling in sync with the heart and with the spirit of God. And we see that. And so we have to be very mindful and discern what are the spirits that are causing issues and problems. Is it just the ramifications of a fallen world? Or is it a true attack of the enemy coming against a place? And I believe we are in such an attack right now. Because this place, you all have been here. You have sensed a change in this place. We can sense we can discern that something different is happening in this house of God. We've seen it. We've felt it. We know it. And there ain't anything that the enemy loves to do more than to shake up a house that all of a sudden has come to life. And I believe we've come to a real spiritual life here in this place. And he is doing things above and beyond what we've seen in a while. And I'm thankful for that. And he's not going to stop just because an enemy shows up. He's going to do more. And he's going to do greater. And he's going to continue that. But we have to be diligent as well. So one of the things I want us to be diligent on is this thought. We must make it a habit and a practice to pray earnestly for one another. Now I want to share something about your leadership and about your pastor. We start every meeting that we are together in, every elders meeting, starts with at least, at least, hear that, at least 45 minutes of prayer. At least. A lot of times it's an hour and more, but sometimes it's been 45 minutes. But I want to share that with you to say that we battle on our knees for you and for this place, we make it a practice and a habit to pray earnestly for all of you, for all of our ministries, for this location, for our community. We write names on boards. We write ministries on a board. We write everything that, that people are going through. Even the slightest, smallest thing gets put on a board. And we lift this place up in prayer. And this is important because we have to battle on our knees. And if your leadership isn't doing it, then nothing happens in here. 
So I just wanted to let you know, this is the group that you have that serves you. We believe in you, the Jesus in you, and the power of God in all of you. This is also part of the tenet where everyone gets to play. So if we are participating, each and every one of us, in praying for one another, then we are joining the battle. We are joining the game. We are invested in one another. And that's, that's the thought I want you guys to really have today, is be invested in one another. Because this is a family. Even if you don't know all the people around you, you probably have a good notion of who most of them are. But we need to be so tight, like a family, that we are willing to fight for one another on our knees and to lift each other up. If there's paychecks not coming soon enough, we need to pray for those, those funds to come in. If there's jobs not happening for someone, we need to pray for, for the doors to open. If there's sickness, we got to pray for healing. we got to fight. There's real needs. Things like grocery giveaway happen because there's real need. And then God blesses it and multiplies it. I remember when the idea first came up, we, we thought we could maybe, with our resources, serve 10 families. <laughs> and we had like 20 sign up the first, the first shot, I think. It was like double. And then it's grown and grown and grown, and, and, and God has blessed it, and he continues to bless it because we're filling a real God-given need. And that's God's promise to us when we walk his will out into the world. Ephesians 6.18 says, pray for one another. It says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for who? All the Lord's people. Who's that? All of us. He's saying, keep in mind all that's going on. To know everything that's going on in this little church, we all have to be in relationship. We have to be connected. We have to know our neighbor. We have to know our brother. We have to know our sister. So I ask you guys, desperately, please commit to doing that. Commit to knowing one another on such a level that when a need is, is presented, there is immediate prayer happening. Immediate. And then the Lord will reveal how those things need to be resolved because he's that good. He is a good, good father. And he wants to pour out good, good gifts. And what are those good, good gifts? They're the, the, the gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, and they're also taking care of one another. The resources to take care of one another. The resources to take care of our community. That's our good father. So pray in the spirit, on all occasions. Pray with conviction. Pray like it's your problem. When you pray for someone else, pray like it's yours. Like you own that problem. Like it's on you as well. Hebrews 4, 4, 15 through 16, it says, Pray with confidence, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to emphasize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we have been. Yet he did not sin. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. A while back when I talked about healing, that word, when it 
when it talked about Jesus had compassion on the crowds, that word was tied to the power of his grace. Healing power comes through the grace extended by the Father through Jesus. So important that we come confidently. We own other people's distress. And we pray in that manner as if it were our own. That's what family does. That's what churches need to do for one another. Romans 8, 26 through 27 says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when we don't know, the Spirit knows. So not knowing what to pray shouldn't stop us from praying. That's what this is saying. As soon as we bend a knee and, and start to think thoughts, he fills us with a spirit that knows, right? My wife claims that she is not a, a very prophetic person, but I love listening. I'm going to cry. Why? I love listening to her pray because she starts out with these beautiful words. And then something shifts as she's praying because she'll be praying for what the person asked for. But then she gets real intense. Real focused. You know what that is. That's the spirit then stepping into her prayer and saying, okay, this is great, Miss Trisha. But there's something deeper and I'm giving it to you. Pray this. That's the, that's the spirit coming in and, and kind of helping her intercede. And it's prophetic. That's how it works. You join in the work and then he comes in and backfills it for you. So we just have to have that, that place in us that says, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing to open my mouth. There's a scripture that says, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. That I being God. So he's faithful. He, he's like taking care of every step. We just have to be willing. So we have to do this for one another. Romans 8.28 says that God is at work. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God is at work. He doesn't stop. He is faithful. To quote Jesus, he said, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I, too, am working. Good news, right? Come on, hallelujah that. Hallelujah, Lord. My father is always at his work to this very day, and I, too, am working. That's a quote from our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't some dude writing some beautiful books. This is our Lord and Savior. And the Father working in unity. In unison with the Spirit to do great things in us, for us, through us. 
If we can take a moment, let's pray together what Jesus taught the disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So this morning, this is a little bit different morning. I'm actually finished. The worship team could come back up. This morning, everyone's going to get to play. And we got some prayer to do because we're in a battle. Our pastor's in a battle. We've got families in battles. So as, as you, you're seated in different spots, can you come together in little groups? Just turn around. Maybe couple of rows of each just be together be the family look at one another look each other in the eyes if there's a prayer need share it be brief and while the music plays just pray for each other but I'm going to start us off with a prayer for Beth and then you guys just pray and then the band will 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 begin to play but pray for one another get to know each other Get to know the depths of, of each other's needs and lift one another up. If you're in pain, say so. Don't be proud. If, you, if you're having issues, you don't, you don't have to go into specifics. Just say, hey, my spirit's really heavy right now. Or I've got things that are just overwhelming me. And let your friends, your family pray for you. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your spirit here in this place. We thank you for the love that you show us, Father God, that we can take that love and then extend it one to another. Father, we, we come before you, Lord God, hurting because our pastor hurts. Father, we come before you because we've, we hurt because we have families that have dealt with immediate loss, surprising loss. Lord, for Debbie and, and for Angela, for Van and, and Lisa, Father God. For those that are, that are dealing with loss. Father, we lift up our, our brothers and sisters who've, who haven't had adequate work or adequate pay. And it's stressing their life. It's stressing their family. We lift those up to you this morning, Father God. We pray those that are that are looking for housing right now, Father. In our body, there's folks looking for housing, needing housing. Lord, would you come in power and make a way, make a way where there has seemed no way. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that these words, the, these prayers don't fall on empty ears, but they land as incense to your throne your nostrils and we fight for Beth on our knees Lord God and this morning we, we pray for Pastor Beth and, and for Paul Lord we pray against the work of the enemy trying to destroy Lord God her body 
Same for Mike Honeycutt, Lord God. We pray against the things that are trying to destroy his body and take him away from the place that brings him joy, and that's life in the family. Lord, we stand against the work of the enemy. No power or weapon formed against Pastor Beth or any of our friends will prosper. That is a promise from heaven. And so, Lord, we know that because it's a promise from heaven, it's your will. So we're praying in your will right now for our friends. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. You are the Father who sends those perfect gifts, and we're asking for those gifts right now, Lord. Pray for one another.